Welcome to the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nedling. You are about to discover impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you, so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Be sure you visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century. Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. As always, we bring guests on and topics that should help you to empower your business and take it to the next level. So today, I'm so excited to have Steve, is it Bozagani? Bozagani. Yep. Bozagani. You know, when I first saw it, I thought, I bet you it is. You could be a character in um, a, uh, a, like a Marvel Zagan. <laughs> yeah, I just good. I thought, you know, as soon as I heard it, I thought we could just put a cape on you and it'd be great. The appreciation <laughs> superhero, right? That, that's perfect. That's, <laughs> I'll take I will take it and maybe it. somebody will do a caricature of that. That would be awesome. That's fine. That works. I'll take it. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about who Steve is. He is the founder and CEO of the Appreciation Advocate. And since 2012, Steve has been a small business owner who focuses on his business around one thing, building deep and meaningful relationships. By doing so, he was able to sell nearly $100 million worth of real estate working three to four days a week and allowing also to take off one to two months a year for just Steve time. Today, Steve teaches other small businesses how they can quickly stand out among the crowd, build a deep and substantive relationship, and eliminate burnout, taking more time off, generating more referrals, and increasing income, and having more fun in their career. Our theme for this episode is the art of attraction. Stop chasing and start enticing. Please join me in welcoming Steve Bazagani. Steve, what is I going love on? this. I love this because, you know, I, I have had several times this year where I've done things about captivating your audience and learning how to be captivating. And it, it's so funny because the switch for that a lot of folks have had to take from going from the the corporate world to becoming entrepreneurs you still kind of have that corporate mentality and having fun or being captivating seems like well no i have to be ultra professional you know and all and and it takes away from your passion and your message and so i think it's important what you do Yes. It's, it's, it's transformational. A lot of the times it's for me, it's like, uh, it's, I, I started my career not doing what I wanted, which was going to college and getting an intern, um, uh, a degree in accounting. And I did a couple of internships as an accountant and I absolutely hated it. So, and there's nothing against accounting. It's just not for me. So like what happens is I got that, uh, I was like, well, what can I, I'm already a senior in college. Like, what am I going <laughs> to do? What do I have to 
what can I do that doesn't require a degree, but can pay me well? <laughs> so like, then I found real estate and I was like, oh, this is cool. They don't need a degree. They need, they need a thousand dollars and I'll go get a license. And then off, away you go. So that's and what you I, can use some of those accounting skills. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So I'm like, all right, well, let's, let's take that and run with it. So I yes. took them and then I, you know, I started doing that, you know, got all the fun awards that they give you in real estate, uh, you know, rookie of the year, all that fun stuff. Um, and then I was just like, the, I started becoming, I met a mentor who finally told me like, this is how you build a, a business, but investing in people don't be, uh, transactional, be relational. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, yep. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, the leads will be higher quality. You won't have to work as hard for the leads. Uh, you won't have to work as hard to close them, which was like, you know, I'm a, at heart, I am a little bit lazy. So I want to make sure that I don't have to work as hard to close these people. <laughs> I, I just, and I just like, okay, great. The least amount of effort I can put in to make deals happen. Uh, let's do that. So mm -hmm. um, very efficient that way. So uh, I got my, you know, I started doing really well with it. And then I became known as like the referral guy in my yeah. office. And then I was like, uh, okay, great. What's, um, what can I do to help you? And then I started helping people and they finally enough people who just kind of kept asking me and over and over and over again, I was like, okay, there's, there's obviously a market here somewhere. I need to do something. Yeah. And, then, and then I, that's when I built appreciation advocate. And I was just like, because what the biggest reason I built, so to give you an idea, appreciation advocate is designed for three people, mom and pop, average Joe and the solopreneur. And it, the reason I, I built it for them was because that kind of a business, like that appreciation client, uh, gratitude marketing, all that, it's not really, does that that kind of advertising doesn't exist for most small businesses because yeah. to talk to these kind of gifting companies, and I did a lot of research on this, they usually cost 10, 15, 20,000 plus just to talk mm -hmm. to them. Like you haven't even bought a gift yet. And it's just like mom and pop and average Joe don't show up for that conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, they're on the sidelines for that type of marketing. And I'm like, no, I need to get them on the, in the game for this mm -hmm. kind of thing. So I, I don't cost a five figure, crazy five figure number to, to, to just to talk to me. I mean, mm -hmm. I would rather peep the businesses like, you know, come in, spend their money on their clients. Knocking not, your not, door down. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather them just spend the money on their clients. I mean, like, cool. Yeah. I, I got to put food on the table for my family. Great. But I'm not going to charge you an arm and a leg for it. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. even cost half of what those people cost. Yeah. So it's that's and that's how I got it. And that's what really drives me. It's not even the other the easy thing is because it's not about the money. It's just like about like making sure that these people have access to that type of marketing and then and then building relationships because at the end of the day, it's not about making them it's it's not even about the money. Like I said, it's about basically when they have a better job, do a better job appreciating their clients, they not only get a better business, but the clients that they serve get a better experience. So it helps everybody mm -hmm. all around, which is the cool part. Yeah, for sure. Yes. So why don't we tell everybody where you're from? Like, where do you call home? Uh, Philadelphia. Excellent. Philadelphia. Yes. The, the Eagles. Uh, I guess both of us didn't have great football teams this year. We won't go into that. Too much. <laughs> this weekend is not, it was a rough weekend to watch. God. Yes. All right. So you kind of delved into this. But once you got this idea in your head that you didn't want to be an accountant, and uh, how long did it take you to start your company? Uh, so going to go into real estate, that, that company or the no the appreciation, no the appreciation. Oh, so I did real estate for ten years before I got into appreciation advocate. So like it was like it was pretty uh, long time, but I. I 
let's put it this way. I was doing what appreciation advocate does now. I was doing it under the guise of real estate agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just now I can get now I get paid to do it for other people because I was always doing mm-hmm. it. So like I've always been giving gifts in a systemized way for people and all that stuff. So like technically I've started it a long time ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so just give the audience a little bit of a detail about, you know, what is the mission and what is, you know, what does the appreciation advocate business do? Uh, to put it quite simply, so you know how like at Christmas time, Santa gets all the credit and all the elves build all the toys all day, all year long. Basically, that's what I do. I'm the, I'm the elves and you're Santa. And you, so when you give, we do all of the client appreciation for small businesses throughout mm-hmm. the year. For the, for the whole year so we'll just basically give you and your clients gifts all day long or not all day all year long mm-hmm. and and that's it and and you just get the referrals and you get the credit the referrals the bigger business and all that stuff and we just we're as invisible as possible we don't put our brand on anything we don't like advertise uh our stuff mm-hmm. we don't we don't allow our clients to put their their advertising on stuff because it becomes a promotion at that point. Right, it's not a, not it's not a, a gift. gift. Right. right, right. And so we, we we don't allow gifts during Christmas at all. The month of December, you are not allowed to send a gift if you are a client of ours, just because it takes up uh, more time. Or, mm-hmm. Sorry, not, it'll take up, um, it, won't, it won't make the impact that you're trying to make. Like the impression won't be there. Right. So, because everybody else, has everybody stuff. else, yeah, everybody else is doing it. Right. So you won't stand out. So, and, and yeah. my, my job is to make you stand out. Like, that's what I do. I'm a gratitude marketer. So that's what we're not going to stand out if, if you're getting, if you're giving gifts. Uh, for me personally, we have like 47 Christmas cards on our countertop. If you write me, even if you write something that's small, like you, you don't have to go spend a fortune on every gift. Like you can get some really cool stuff for under a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you went super cheap and just wrote like a 50 cent handwritten note, that's still going to get lost in the, in the mush too, because mm-hmm. I got 41, 47 Christmas cards on my desk. Yeah, so right. it's like, you're just another one. So like, that's why month of December yeah. is just off limits. Just don't even bother. So just right. let's prepare for next year. That's, that's how we spend the month of December. And let's start setting up clients for next year. And it does make a bigger impression whenever it's unexpected. Well, yeah. And so we do have what's called the shock and awe factor. So like mm-hmm. you get a gift on like March 11th, you know, in the middle of, you know, for no reason or July 13th, you're like for no reason. And you get like something like a set of Cutco knives or you get a, a watercolor painting of your house or whatever it is. Like mm-hmm. these people are like, Whoa, like, so it's pretty cool. So like these people like, you don't expect it. So they have that shock and awe factor. And then, they, mm-hmm. and then they talk about it because right. I mean, think about it for you. Like when was the, you, you can probably remember the last time something super super nice happened to you but it was totally random and unexpected mm-hmm. how long did it take you to tell somebody that that happened oh yeah you tell right away yeah it's like within hours mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like oh guess what happened earlier today you wouldn't believe mm-hmm. it you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's that quick right so how did being a real estate agent though help you to do this was it something that you did because you thought it would add more sales or did you do really because you wanted to show appreciation to your clients? Uh, I, at, at the beginning, it was the former. I, in the mm-hmm. beginning, it was, I need more, more sales. I need more business. I'm literally 20 years old and I'm broke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so like, you had to be creative, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I needed to stand out and I, you know, mm-hmm. I can't advertise like 
at the time, 20 years, when I'm 20 years old, I can't advertise, oh, you know, number one realtor in the city of Philadelphia. Like I can't mm -hmm. say that because I just got my license. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, like standing out with for somebody and going in that next level deep or, or three or four levels deep. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's like, oh, well, you clearly pay attention and you clearly care about me. Even mm -hmm. And the most important thing was doing it after the sale happened, like after I've already gotten paid my commission and I still keep in touch and I still send these gifts and they keep going. I have some clients I had sent gifts and, and notes and letters to eight, nine years after I, after they bought their home, they're like, Steve, you're the most consistent person I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. Like literally have not missed, you have not missed a month. And it's just like, you know, some people. So I guess what the, to answer your question, how real estate helps, it was just because it's a people business. So, mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing is what, what makes appreciation advocates so cool is that basically it will work on any business that has people in it, yeah. <laughs> which is basically anything. And, and I think a key thing, and, and it's something that I teach just in leadership is you have to be an active listener, you know, even as a speaker, you, you know, it's important that I listen to what my audience is saying. So I know if I'm meeting their needs. So I think in, in what you do, you really have to be that, that person that listens more than you talk. Yeah. So I, funny that you bring that up. I actually do a weekly webinar um, for what I do here at Appreciation Advocate and I teach it every week. So, but that one of the things we talk about is what you just said, which is um, being an active listener that we call a drink in the juice. Um, and by juice, I think quotes and, and because, and we put it in quotes because like, whenever you people gossip or talk about like something interesting, it's like, Oh, give me the juicy story. So mm -hmm. we're, we always go, where's the juice, find their juice and drink it. So yeah. like when someone says like for us, like if you showed up with um, a Starbucks in your hand, I'd be, I, I want to know what you're drinking because I'm going to make a note of it. I want to find that out. Or if you said, you know, Steve, my dog just died last week. I'm like, Oh damn. What, what was your dog's name? Like, mm -hmm. what, like, do you have a picture? I love dogs myself. And mm -hmm. I do. It's that's the truth. I do. I have two big Bernie's mountain dogs in my house. So like, <laughs> so it's a very genuine thing. So I'm, you know, but I want to know and I'll, and, and I'd make these notes and um, you know, what's your favorite place to, to, to vacation do like everything, you know, getting, like I said, get the juicy stuff, like drink the juice. And that's yeah. uh, so that's, it's one of the things we teach. For sure. So you went in from, accounting to real estate accounting and now you're an entrepreneur um how was that transition uh well so accounting was um extremely boring and i, I don't <laughs> i think i think for me it was like i think sitting in front of the t or the computer for nine eight nine hours a day it was just like I, I mean, I haven't been diagnosed with ADD, but I, I'm pretty sure I have it. Like, I'm just like, I can't, I can't sit still for the life of me. And I'm just like, I got to sit here and do numbers all day long. Like, <laughs> You're not a cruncher, huh? Number cruncher. So I, that's the thing though. I am a massive numbers person, which is why I, I, I've turned like gratitude into a systemized campaign because I'm a numbers guy, but I just can't do it eight hours a day for 30 years. <laughs> so then I was just like, so I was like, okay, great. So then I got, um, so that was actually pretty easy to go from that to real estate because then real estate, it was like, okay, now I have, I went from being totally locked down eight hours a day on a computer to complete utter freedom. Like, yeah. like now it's like, okay, go. Like that was my, that was my uh, mentor at the time. All right, go sell houses. Like you're off, away you go. And I was like, no direction, no guidance, no structure. Like you got to do it all your own. Yeah. So that was like the really, it was really wild to go from one extreme to the other. 
and then you have to learn to build your own systems to establish your own disciplines. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wow. Like, and then finally I, you know, after about two years, three years of figuring it out, I do think now I have a crazy neurotic morning routine that like literally nobody on the face of the earth does maybe like half a percent of people do. <laughs> and that like waking up at like three forty-five in the morning and crazy stuff like that. So like I, we have like a good time now, like I have a good disciplinary routine and execute all my tasks now. Mm -hmm. And then obviously by the time I get to appreciation advocate, I'm like, I'm the man I'm supposed to be for this job. Yeah. Like, I, I think I had a lot of growth that had to happen as a college kid, as an accountant, as a real estate agent. And then, you know, by the time I'm here, because as a real estate agent, a lot of time I was doing it just because I wanted the money. Because I'm like, you know, my young kid, I'm just trying to hustle and make it work. Right, for exactly. And then when you, you know, you break 30 and you realize you're getting, you're starting to enter your, well, I guess some people are like, yes, you're 30, whatever. Like, you're not that old. <laughs> but like, So like, but it's like, you start you do have a different because was not only in my 30 but now i have two kids too yeah. so like you change it that obviously changes perspective a lot yeah, sure does and so it's like okay well you you kind of morph into the person you are meant to be in, in this new role is like you're not chasing it for the money you're chasing it because of the passion you're chasing it for the purpose of what you're here for mm -hmm. and i think that's what's really cool and i think one of the important things to remember is that each step that you took along the way each path that you took in your journey built you to be where you are today yeah. it's really was um that that compound effect of being able to try something fail or or succeed but taking the lesson and building upon it so that you can continue to grow and develop yeah i mean i feel like my life's just being one big construction project <laughs> <laughs> That's a great thing. You're a Lego fan. Yes, basically. <laughs> so what makes your gifting company so much better than the other companies that are out there? So for us, it's, it's one is the price. I mean, yeah. we're, like I said, we're, we're not, we're not here to, to capitalize on the big business that, you know, fortune 500 companies are like, we want, we want mom and pop average Joe and the solopreneur to be able to attend the conversation. So that's mm -hmm. the one thing. The other thing is we have ways of personalizing gifts in a way that no one else does I, that I could find. I mean, literally when I was starting the company, I Googled every, the reason, one of the reasons I started the company was because I couldn't find someone to do it for me, <laughs> which was like, you know, being able to, if you were to send me your top 25 clients, I can literally build a campaign for each and every single one of those 25 people unique to that person. Whereas every, most gifting companies can only, oh, well, we have to have a minimum order of 50. They all have to be the same thing. It's got to be your company branded. And like, it's like, I don't want it to be about me and my company. I don't want them all to get the same gift. And I want to be able to personalize them all because they're all different people. They should all get different treatment. And nobody else does that. Mm -hmm. But like, so like, but I'm like, all right, nobody else does this. I have to build it. I have yeah. to because nobody else will freaking do this for me. <laughs> so and the like, cool thing is, is, you know, it could be that some of the cu cu customers that you have, are friendly know each other and all of a sudden they see oh wait you got this and i got so now it makes their gift even more special yes that's i i actually had that fear because again me being a referral guy a lot mm -hmm. of my database hangs out with each other yeah that's what i wondered yeah so i'm just like i can't get kim something and then Alisa will see what I got Kim and she'll mm -hmm. be holding the same thing. It's like, Oh crap, I can't get them the same. So like, you, you, you had to have that uniqueness to it. So uh, nobody could provide that for me. So I built it myself. 
<laughs> so that's unless very... you hear from Kim that Elisa really liked what Kim got. So the next time, you... yeah, that's right. It's freaking that's the the curse <laughs> of my job. But that's the other thing yeah, that you know, Christmas is awful too because I'm like everybody. You know, Steve, you're the gift giver, so I, of course I have a very high standard. Everybody's like, "What's Steve gonna get? What's, uh... he, gonna, what's he gonna get me?" Because if I get, I can't show up with like. Well, we don't even do gift cards because they're one of our big X's, big no-nos. But, you know, I can't be showing up with a, lo- a lame gift. Everyone's like, yeah. Steve, you own a gifting company. You show up with that. You know, <laughs> the curse of my job. <laughs> so if a small business owner asks you, what's the one thing I could start doing today to improve my business, what would you say to them? Uh, outside of hiring me, I would say, like, look, <laughs> I'd say, listen, you need to focus on implementing gratitude in a systemized way into your business because gratitude is the number one way to get um, <sighs> the highest ROI possible, the highest mm-hmm. ROI available in the marketing world. Except mm-hmm. not a lot of people use it. Uh, I'm talking return on investment like 10, 20, 50, 1000x type ROIs. I'm and me personally in my real estate career, I had one year where I had a 1500% ROI. I mean, it was wow. stupid numbers. So like, like you're not getting that, spending that on like a newspaper ad or a TV ad or a billboard or whatever else you're paying for. So unlo- what I'd say, if you're, if you're trying to improve yourself, unlock your, um, your, your potential and invest in some gratitude marketing. So I imagine though, it's sometimes, especially for the new business or, new entrepreneur, a more difficult discussion sometimes because they're not everybody understands investing in uh, your business. You know, they just want to try to find ways to make money fast and um, they get so involved in that, they, they forget that there is a customer on the other end of that transaction. Yes. Yeah. That was me in my early career before I got mm-hmm. my, before I met that relational uh, mentor mm-hmm. that I got. I was just like, just grinding it out, like one deal after another, find them, fleece them, forget them, move on. And right. then he was like, dude, that's not how you do this. He's like, yeah. you're working way too hard. I was like, oh, because I'm the energizer bunny. I literally don't need to sleep. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'll just keep working forever. And I, I've never experienced burn, burnout. That's before. just because you're in your 30s. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I, I just, I could literally work forever. Like, I, I don't, I don't think I've ever experienced burnout in my life once. <laughs> So it's like, yeah, you just keep going. And then he would just, it takes like a really strong personality to just grab me. He literally grabbed me, put me up against the wall, like grabbed my tie and was like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so you do but, need to, if you're that way, you do need that one to two months of Steve time. God, that's actually exactly what I call it. I do have it. I put it in the calendar as Steve time. That's literally. That's so, right. so when you said that, I was like, yep, <laughs> Vicky knows me. <laughs> it's true. And I'm just thinking, man. Uh, if you go on vacation, I'm just going to have to like, make sure the phone is gone. <laughs> You're just going to be just deep time. Yes. It's, it's right. really nice. It's nice. What are some ways that someone could start implementing gratitude in their business to help it grow starting now, January 2nd? What, what are we going to think about that? You know, do you suggest that they like quarterly plan or, uh, you know, set a yearly, I, I hate to just do yearly because things change, but, or do you want it to be just spur of the moment when things happen, call Steve? So there's, I mean, 
I, I don't, I mean, obviously I didn't come on the podcast today to pitch myself. So I don't want to say, obviously I could just sit here and say, hire me, you know, I'll take care of it all. <laughs> but um, that's like, what I would tell you is like, um, I would say the best thing you could probably do at this point is, is to it's, indeed establish a budget first, just decide what you want to pay for what you want to, what, what kind of people um, you want to serve first, decide who they are. Who do you want to work? Who do you want to serve? Like obviously pick your highest value clients and mm-hmm. your, and the ones you have the best relationship with. Cause don't pick the high value client because that person only that, because that person might be an a-hole and you don't want to yeah. like, you don't want to, that person actually shouldn't even be in your database. Just be, you know what I mean? So for me, I, I did fire a lot of clients that were worth a lot, but I just didn't like them. And I didn't want their referrals either because I just don't, I don't want more of you. Of you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So well, I, good. No, I was just going to say um, those small businesses could end up being, you know, big fish in the sea at some point. And um, yes. And, you know, that's always a nice that you know there's a nice person on the other side of that big fish. Yes, and it's exactly right. And that's why it, it, that's what makes gratitude marketing so powerful is that it it is principle based. Mm-hmm. So there's not it this this what what I'm talking to you about today on, you know, January 2nd, 2023 was the same principles that worked back in BC or whenever the hell that, you know, far back ancient Egypt, like these are the same principles. They still work with people. Then they still work today and they're going to still work on January 2nd, 30, 23. Mm-hmm. So, so that it, it's, it is what it is. And I, that's yeah. why I built, cause it's principle based. And I just know what I'm doing. I'm will never have an expiration date. Whereas yeah, like technology sure. and stuff that will, I mean, you know, blockbuster went out of business, you know, all kinds of different stuff, but this mm-hmm. is not, this, this can't go out of business. Yeah, for sure. It, Whenever um, I think of this, I when I started with uh, UPS years ago, uh, our CEO, who I never met, obviously, he was gone by the time I started there, but he used to carry three by five cards in his pocket. And every time he would meet you after he left you, he would write down your name and things about you that he learned. That's and then the next time he saw you, he would tell you those little things that he remembered about you. And that's in, uh, that made a huge impression on people. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it is a little bit more work for you to do, but the end result I think is just so wonderful because you do it, it, rather than a client, you become friends, you know, you have, yeah. as you said, relationships. Yeah. I mean, and think about what you just said though. Like it is a little bit more work, but it is just that a little bit more work. Yeah. What's the payout. It's not a little bit, let's put it that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a lot. So, I mean, sure. for if, if you, anybody with a, um, I guess a functioning prefrontal cortex and, you know, between your ears, I would say, <laughs> I would say like, I'll, I will be happy to give you a little bit of extra effort for a massive reward. Right. And and the business that we're in as entrepreneurs, a big part of it is that, you know, the joint venturing and, and networking and things like that. But just as you said before, you know, uh, just as I don't want clients that I don't like, <laughs> you know, I, I also don't want to be an affiliate or a JV with somebody that um, is a jerk or something. So, you know, it's important that when you build those relationships, you do, you know, 
keep information on them so that when you see them again, you will say, oh, well, I now remember you. And I'm just yes. going to hold off on that. Yeah. Yeah. That, so, those note takings are so important. I mean, for me, I don't have the, the three by five. I'm, I'm doing, you know, millennial, computer. millennial <laughs> version now with the cell phone. So what, you know, I have the note. Don't talk. <laughs> yeah. I have the notepad app and I just open it up and say, oh, okay. Vicky likes all of these things. <laughs> Super. So what advice would you have liked to have been given when you were 20? Uh, I, so I think the, best piece of advice uh well one of them are are two bible verses but i you know that's not really advice and then the third is um uh probably the most life-changing advice i ever had and and it was uh as long as your values are or if your priorities are clear your decisions are easy and that that was like and then that was the best piece of advice and then like close second to that was um if you're not uh if you're not changing it you're choosing it yeah, and, I was, and I was like, oh, I was that's like, awesome. I was like, whoa, okay. So like anytime mm-hmm. I, every time something I wanted to be changed and it just stayed like that, I'm like, I'm choosing this. I need to stop mm-hmm. choosing this. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. am I choosing this and how do I stop choosing it? So, And, those and are, I, th- yeah. I think that's a good thing be, uh, to remember because you, you know, a lot of times we get comfortable, you know, for me, when I retired in 2018, it could have been easy for me to just sit on my behind and (laughs) do whatever but I wanted to still challenge myself and so pushing yourself out of your comfort zone is scary and it's but again that change just brings so much yeah excitement and fulfillment yes uh sometimes failures but then you learn from them and you brush up failures can be fun that's right yeah that's right and well, a lot of, too many people think it's the opposite of success when in fact it's part of it mm-hmm, and it's absolutely. just it's just like it's just it's it's just an event on the road to success it's mm-hmm. not the opposite direction it's part yeah. of it <laughs> and i always say that um you know when i screw up mess up or you know fail something it really is eye opening for me to appreciate when things go right you know and, oh, for sure and uh, you don't know joy unless you know sadness. And, yeah, because if if yeah, because if everything is happy, then nothing is happy. Yeah, that's right. And you you tend to not appreciate the things that you have, and that's why what you do is so important because that unexpectedness is so so wonderful. You know, if if somebody, as you said, is giving a gift all the time, when you do get it, it's like oh, you're just added to my shelf. Yeah. And it's usually a cheap gift too. So like, like we, we have this thing called the, uh, the impression scale. And it's obviously about being on the, the right end of the impression scale where the average amount of impressions is positive Mm -hmm. versus negative. And like, so if I keep sending you a monthly gift, that's negative or neutral, that's not like, if you're like, if I sell a house to a million dollar client, that's usually around a $20,000 commission. And I send you a hundred dollar gift card. What are you going to think of me? (laughs) You're like, oh, cool. Oh, Just got $23,000. Yeah. And this? you can give me this. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, come on. You know, the, I mean, the judgment's real. That's a negative impression. Yeah. Yes, it's a gift, but it's not really a gift. Right. I know when I first uh, started dating my husband, he would pick me up after work in uh, downtown Pittsburgh. And as he walked from the parking garage to my office, there was street vendors selling flowers. And so he would bring 
just, you know, a bouquet of flowers from the street vendor. It doesn't cost a lot, but that impression was huge. You know, it just was the thought that counted. And, um, you know, the people in the office just were all like, oh, he, you know, is bringing you flowers. What kind of flowers? <laughs> nice. And, and, you know, just little small things. I didn't need a $50 or $100 thing of roses to come delivered from somebody. I, I, I wanted it to be something that was thought out. And so. it's cool. It's cool that he did it as often as he did, because I think by itself, flowers are not the, always the best thing because they don't have, they don't last very long. But when you systemize it like that and you do it as in, in succession and you make it a thing and it mm-hmm. becomes part of your life and, the, and and that kind of gesture is pretty awesome. That's that's next level yeah. by your husband. So it's time now for rapid fire. This is um, just a few, awesome. sh- few items, uh, questions or phrases and just whatever top of mind comes to answer it. Shoot. So what's the difference between working by referral and that's active lead generation versus a word of mouth advertising, which would be passive lead generation. That's yeah, that's the difference. Uh, word of mouth is passive, where you're just kind of like you're doing business and you're doing, and you just got your head down, you're in the grind, in the grind, and you're just hoping that you get people to tell other people about you. Whereas um, working by referral is the intentional, purposeful creation of a, a desire to refer you in another human being. And, and I think it, you can even take it a little bit further. A lot of times, you know, in what we do, people will say, well, I don't want to be salesy, but I think if you give heartfelt, honest referrals where you don't expect anything that, um, when it comes time for someone to refer you, that's going to be remembered. I would think. Yeah. Uh, so I thought another I do teach that weekly webinar I was telling you about. Um, mm-hmm. That's another thing. One of the the major hitting points that we teach in that webinar is um, how to build deep relationships, even if you're an awkward networker or a complete introvert. And that's one of the things we go over. Because me, me personally, I'm I'm um, more on the introvert. introverted. Yeah, see, <laughs> I'm more on the introverted side as well. Uh, I really don't like go into a room like and like my wife is very extroverted. I don't she goes into a room and she's like this flower just blooms everywhere. <laughs> and I walk in the room and I'm just like slide up against the wall. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, what's up, everybody? I'm here. No need to make a big fuss about it. <laughs> so where's the bar? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Just give me a beer and uh, you know, don't bother me. <laughs> like COVID was awesome. <laughs> because nobody could talk to me nobody could come over (laughs) and uh, you know i think a lot of us introverts though um got comfortable with zoom too and in a lot of ways it's wonderful because you know i teach public speaking uh, practice is how you get better at it and whenever you get comfortable here then you can just pretend you're on zoom outside there in the real world yeah i mean it's also because it's one-on-one like i'm just talking to you now i go to public speaking i mean it's just one big and and i do public speaking myself Uh so like so when i it's just one big mass to me like no it's a big faceless mass versus Mm -hmm. it's so much harder for me to do one-on-ones and like i hate like doing one-on-one like like one of the things I hated the most about real estate was going into like a seller's house and trying to pitch them. I hated that, which is why I worked by referral because I wanted to just mm-hmm. walk in and get it signed because yeah. I wanted to have the relationship, the pre-existing trust. Mm-hmm. I don't want to walk in there and be like, so here's why you should use me. Blah, 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 blah. Like I'm not like, 
that's not, that's not, you know, that's not my thing. All right. So you referred earlier to um, appreciation advocate as Santa's elves. Why don't you just go a little bit further into why you feel that way? Uh, So for, uh, so because appreciation for small businesses, like they don't appreciate on their clients as much as they should because it's tight. It takes a ton of time. And the same reason Santa can't give all of his gifts to all his little, to all the people in the world, because he's only one guy. So like the small business owner, the solopreneur uh, or mom and pop or average Joe, like they don't have time. They have to order inventory. They've got to uh, do accounting. They've got to manage projects, meet clients and get new jobs and do marketing. They've got to do it all. And like, now you're going to dump, so for us, the average campaign takes 170 hours. You're mm-hmm. going to take it, which is about a month. It's 21.25 hours of the working month, which the working month is 22 hours. Right. So, we're, so we're like 0.75 hours short of a whole month. I'm going to d- demand that of a small business owner as a gratitude yeah. marketer. No, here, I'll be take that off your plate. Like that's basically where, you know, just like Santa's us. Hey, Santa, you only have eight bajillion people to take care of. Let us take off a little bit of that load off your back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's basically how it works. For sure. And the last one is, and this is something from my days working for um, Arby's corporate office, we had local store marketing and, and a lot of franchisees didn't really know what to do, how to do it. Explain to the audience about customer loyalty marketing, which is something that, you know, has been very helpful, especially during COVID. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's huge because to maintain and keep a customer is so much cheaper than to acquire a new one. And then most businesses know that, um, but executing on it is much harder than they, than they, uh, I guess, than they actually do. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are always doing new marketing and that's good to always to get new marketing, but don't, don't lose sight of who already bought into you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of people are always trying to get the new thing, the new marketing campaign, the new, new, this, new, that new clients. And it's just like, you have 250 clients. Like for me, my real estate business, I had 250 A A plus clients. I'm just like, I can, I don't have to go get new business. I can go, these people already know me, like me and trust me. I'm just going to keep loving on them and I'll use a little bit of my budget for new people. But these people already bought into me. Mm. Why why do I don't work too hard? (laughs) Don't don't work harder than you need to. So that's it. So as you were talking about that, um, it did make me think about taking it to a, a second level. We talk about customers right now and clients, but one of the biggest pitfalls, if you will, c- companies having, especially the last several years is I've got good employees and I'm trying to keep them. Because mm. just as it takes you a lot more money to get new clients and customers, same thing with getting a new employee. So how can uh, an employer, small business has employees, how can they use that to not only appreciate their customer, but also appreciate their employees with those unexpected recognition? Yeah. So for, for, for that, we actually, it was funny enough, we actually have a, a, a campaign that does uh, appreciation just for employees as well. Uh, as opposed to just consumers. Mm-hmm. So sounds like there's my son as a 
stairs running around banging around the house i apologize can't, can't hear it <laughs> oh good okay so but basically yeah we do have a, a campaign that does just for employees as well because employees versus um uh what do you call them uh, versus clients are mm-hmm. the same they're people so yeah. the effect is still the same i mean you mm-hmm. can you, you the I guess the packages that you would give them are a little bit different. Whereas like maybe for employees, you might say, look, once a month for your entire employment here, you need to take off, you need, you're all entitled to one three day weekend per month. Like that's a way to love on your people. Mm-hmm. So they get, so, and that's, a, gives them a long weekend every month, as opposed to waiting for like a national holiday or something. Yeah. They, 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 they know they have that. And if they do have a national holiday on a Monday, they can do the three day weekend on and make it a four day weekend. So like, it's just, a nice thing for them to do like that's a one way to love on your people or whatever else you can do or you know however you want to do it but there's mm-hmm. a bunch of creative ways you can do it um but this the principle is the same uh, mm-hmm. you know you're dealing with people still right exactly all right it's time now for me to warn those that have been just listening in that i'm going to be sharing my screen with steve's contact information and information about um his gift, if you will. So if you have not been taking notes, which I'm so sorry that you haven't, but if you haven't been taking notes, it's time now to go ahead and get your pencil, paper, pen, whatever you have, crayon, marker, and uh, be able to copy this information down. I will read the website. So the website is appreciationadvocate.com. That's A-P-P-R-E-C-I-A. T-I-O-N-A-D-V-O-C-A-T-E.com. Again, appreciationadvocate.com is the website. You can find him on LinkedIn and Facebook, especially if you're into real estate or need somebody for real estate. But um, I wanted him to just talk to you about what you can find on his website. Uh, Yeah, so basically on my website, you'll just learn exactly about you know, what we do, uh, how it works, how easy it is for you to basically implement uh, the appreciation process into your business and not have to pay an absolute freaking fortune for it. Yeah. Um, and then also, um, if it's something maybe you feel like you're not ready to do just yet, that's totally fine. Uh, we do have um, a weekly webinar where we teach people new new uh, new stuff about this kind of stuff. And it's the same, the address is the same, appreciationadvocate.com slash webinar. And you okay. can- sign up for that. So, um, and you know, we'll go into different secrets there as well. So, um, yeah, outside of that guys, that's pretty much it. We're a pretty straightforward company and I'm not going to sit here and give you the pitch as you know, I already <laughs> hate to do that. <laughs> All right. But that's good to know that it's appreciationadvocate.com slash webinar. So you mm-hmm. can go ahead and register for that. Is that Yep, you can just register for it. It'll save you a virtual seat. And then um, you know, right. we'll we'll go through a, a whole presentation. We'll give you people will ask questions, uh, things like that. Awesome. So it has been just wonderful talking with you. I don't I think you're really the second person that I've had on that has talked about this um appreciation and recognition gifts. And and I, I do think that it's really important, especially for those of us that are doing summits and um yes and you know, in-person things where you want to recognize your audience and, and those that are VIPs. So there's a whole lot of ways that, that you could do, um, use with Steve has. So definitely check out his website, the um, appreciationadvocate.com. And, uh, you know, 
make friends with him on Facebook and LinkedIn, follow him, but check out the webinar. That I think is a great thing. You do it obviously at your own timeline, um, but I'm assuming that you'll send information about what the webinar is going to be talking about that week so that it might entice us to to check it out, right? Yeah. So if you go to the website, appreciationadvocate.com slash webinar, the information is all there. Like everything we're going to be teaching is on the website. Awesome. Excellent. So go ahead and make sure you do that. And uh, thank you so much for being such an awesome guest. I learned a lot and um, enjoyed meeting you. Yes, for sure. You too. Thanks for having me, Vicki. It's been a lot of fun. You're welcome. And as always, I remind you that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicki Nettling signing off. Thank you for tuning into the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast with Vicki Nettling, where we share impactful lessons that help you grow as an individual, grow your confidence, and find the positive and good within you so you powerfully and authentically become the best version of yourself. Remember to visit our website at www.findyourleadershipconfidence.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Find Your Leadership Confidence Podcast.